to another episode of the Japan Expats Podcast. I'm your host, Miyuki Seguchi. I hope you're having the most amazing day. I'm super excited to deliver this episode to you, as I know authentic Japanese food are what many of you are looking forward to. What kinds of food would you like to try in Japan? Sushi, tempura, or ramen? These may be some of the most popular Japanese food for international visitors, but these are not the only food Japanese people eat in daily life. I mean, we eat them in our everyday life, but probably not as frequently as you might think. Because there are a huge variety of food that are available in Japan. And every region has its own unique speciality, so there are a lot of options to choose from. If you're staying in Japan for two to three weeks, the chances are you will be visiting a few different regions. What I recommend is to know the local specialties before visiting each region and try out the types of food that are unique to each place. This is actually what many Japanese people enjoy doing when they travel around different parts of Japan. So, in today's Japan Expats Podcast episode, I'd like to introduce three local specialties I'd recommend trying out in Kyoto. I chose Kyoto because I know that's the city most of you would visit. It's also the city that attracts foodies. Kyoto has 1,000 years of history as being the capital of Japan, so... All great food and ingredients have been historically transported, produced, and consumed here. I will be also explaining some background to each dish I'm going to introduce so that you can better enjoy your food experience when you actually try them out. So, if you'd like to learn about authentic Japanese food in Kyoto that are loved by locals, this is episode for you. You are listening to Japan Experts, the podcast that helps you make your trip to Japan a truly unique and immersive experience. I'm your host, Miyuki Seguchi. I moved overseas to study at age of 18. Since then, I've gained immersive travel experiences in a few dozen countries and realized Japan is a country I should be proud of. And so I learned all things about Japan and became a licensed guide. Now, I'm here to help travelers like you to plan and prepare for a trip to Japan. Whether you are traveling solo or you don't speak Japanese, I've got you covered. All you need is a bit of courage to immerse yourself in Japan. I'll give you all the knowledge you need to plan your trip, travel confidently and interact with Japanese people, so that you are totally excited and encouraged to make a trip to Japan. Before talking about specific food to try in Kyoto, I'd like to introduce three of the most important ingredients when it comes to Kyoto cuisine. They are tofu, vegetables, and dashi broth. Tofu is a high-protein food made from soybeans, as you may have tried before. Vegetables that are unique to Kyoto are called kyoyasai, which literally means vegetables in the capital. These vegetables have unique shapes and are often vivid colors and rich in nutrition. 
Kamo eggplants and Kujo green onions are some of the examples. And what you don't want to forget is dashi broth, which makes Kyoto cuisine delicious. As you may be aware, dashi is the key ingredient of Japanese cuisine and it does have regional differences. What's often said is that dried kelp is used as the main ingredient of dashi in the area covering Kyoto. That's because Kyoto's water is suitable to bring out the essence of umami from kelp. Bonit flakes can be used as an additional ingredient or as a finish. It also uses light colored soy sauce, which is more salty than standard soy sauce. So, dashi in Kyoto is lightly colored and yet it has a rich flavor. What I'm going to introduce in this episode are authentic Kyoto food. With which you can appreciate the taste of these key ingredients. So, without further ado, let's get stuck in. The first dish I'd recommend is yudofu. Yudofu is a simple hotpot dish which you can heat tofu in a dashi broth. It's usually eaten with sauce and condiments like spring onions. It's so simple that you can directly enjoy the taste of the ingredients like tofu, dashi, and spring onions. Yudofu is thought to have originated from around the Nanzenji district of Kyoto. They were originally eaten by senior monks. Later, it became popular among visitors. Helped by the quality of natural spring water in the city and high quality soybeans that are produced in the neighboring area. Yudofu is a main dish and it's usually served as part of the Tofu Kaiseki Martikos meal. So, in addition to Yudofu, you'll get small plate dishes including Tofu Dengaku, which is grilled tofu with sweet and savory miso sauce on top. Another dish you may get is shirae, which is vegetables mashed with tofu and it's served as appetizer usually. The main ingredient used in this multi-course meal is tofu, but you may also get small plates of steamed food, vegetable tempura and a bowl of rice and vegetable pickles in the kaiseki meal. So, it can give you the opportunity to try out a variety of Japanese food cooked in different ways. Not to mention, it's a perfect dish to warm your body when temperature drops. The second dish I'd like to introduce is udon in a warm soup. Udon is a casual Japanese noodle dish that can be eaten anywhere in Japan. There are a few places in Japan that are famous for udon noodles, but the reason I recommend trying udon in Kyoto is because of the Kyoto dashi broth that's used for the soup. It's a clearly colored light soup, and it goes so well with soft noodles Kyoto tends to have. I love udon noodles and have tried udon in different parts of Japan, but I can say, Udon noodles in Kyoto are one of the best. There are a huge variety of toppings you can choose from, but the common ones are spring onions and thin deep fried tofu. Lastly, I'd like to introduce a range of homemade dishes that are often served on a small plate. These foods are mostly known as obanzai in Japan. 
Shimmer dishes are the most popular ones, but the variety is endless and even a simple dish like dressed vegetables with seasoning can be a obanzai dish. The main ingredients of these foods are often Kyoto vegetables in season and dried food. That's because Kyoto city is far from the seaside and it was harder for people living in Kyoto to get fresh seafood in the past. Ordinary people were living modestly. They made an effort in using all ingredients without any waste and in creating dishes that lasted for a longer time. This mindset has helped flourish the culture of Obanzai and create a range of homemade dishes that are simple and yet you won't get tired of eating it every day. To recap, here are the three most recommended local dishes for anyone who's interested in trying out authentic Kyoto cuisine. Firstly, Yudofu. Yudofu is a simple hot pot dish which you can eat heated tofu with sauce and condiments. It's a perfect dish to warm your body when it's cold and you can try out a variety of Japanese food if you order a tofu kaiseki multi-course meal from Dengaku to Shirae to Tempura. Secondly, udon noodles in warm soup. It's the best dish to taste Kyoto dashi broth, which is clearer, lighter, and goes well with soft noodles Kyoto tends to have. You can also enjoy Kyoto vegetables such as green onions and thin deep-fried tofu as toppings. Finally, homemade dishes that are widely known as obanzai. They are a variety of similar dishes and others using vegetables in season and dried food that are served on a small plate. I know there are lots of restaurants that serve this food in Kyoto and it can take time to find restaurants that look decent, are located near the places you are going to visit and allow you to make a reservation in advance. If you'd like to save hours of time in researching and figuring out everything by yourself, I'd like to invite you to check out the Kyoto Autumn Experience. It's a ready-to-travel Kyoto itinerary that includes my recommended restaurants that offer all types of food we discussed in this episode, as well as best tea houses for Japanese sweets. Their locations are close to the best autumn leaf spots in Kyoto, and it includes a daily timeline, the transport options, and travel tips and hacks to help you avoid the crowds during this busy season. The link to check out the full details is in the show note. I really hope what's discussed in this episode gives you good insight and inspiration for your upcoming trip to Japan. If you'd like to connect with me for any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can reach me on Instagram at japan.experts or you're welcome to join my Facebook group, the Japan Experts Community for Travelers. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have the most amazing week. <laughs>